Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball, where Matt and I talk way too early starting pitcher rankings heading into 2024. You are Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings, Ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, once again, guys, just throwing this back out there again. Uh, join us on subtext. On subtext, you know, uh, uh, it's one-on-one in-depth personalized experience. Text messages go right to your phone on subtext. Uh, Matt and I are going to be handing out our rankings soon. Uh, probably top 10, 15 at every position. Um, also dynasty questions this time of year, keeper questions this time of year, Matt and I are locking back in and we're making sure you guys are ready for, you know, the off season with all the, you know, information up to the minute, join us on subtext. Uh, and you know, guys, this is what Matt and I love to do starting pitchers. Uh, you know, Matt has been, um, um, deemed, the the, the streaming pitcher whisperer. So, you know, this is no, officially- no. okay. I- I'm sorry. What's the exact title, Matt? Pitcher whisperer. Okay, okay, pitcher whisperer. If you're we, gonna we address me, address me by my title. Okay, so we got to get this correct. Uh, Matt has officially been deemed the pitcher whisperer, but this is where Matt and I excel. Um, we do very, very well when it comes to starting pitching. Our rankings are very uh, in depth. Uh, they are geared towards five by five head-to-head categories leagues. They also work for Roto. Uh, we always try and throw our points mix-ins, but even when it comes to pitchers, points leagues are very, very specific. Um, but Matt's chomping at the bit, so let's get into this. Uh, let's talk starting pitchers. Matt, who are we talking about first today, brother? All right, so I'm going to talk about somebody that was that I was touting and then overachieved in my expectation for 2023 and I feel is going to then live up to the newfound success and then take it to a whole nother level, and I'm going to then bring him in and compare him to somebody that I've always underrated for a couple for the last couple of years and how they're how everything is kind of the same in that trajectory of you know him needing to be in the top 10. And that's Logan Webb. Now you guys might be like, oh yeah, you know, no 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 crap, Matt. Like, you know, where you been on Logan Webb? But the thing is though, like I have him, I'm probably gonna have him as like my 11th, my 10th or 11th starting pitcher. I'm okay with walking out of the draft with him as my ace. And reason being is he's just been so stellar. Uh, you know, this year was something to be really proud of. 216 uh, innings pitched, 194 strikeouts, a 3.25 ERA with a wonderful 107 whip. And the beauty part is his FIP was right on par with his ERA, which is fielded independent pitching, which is a stat that pretty much puts the basis on if they had a average defense behind them, what would they act with their ERA would actually be. 
So it's kind of a predictive stat too for me is how I use it to gauge where the pitcher is actually performing, whether they're, you know, overperforming their ERA, uh, underperforming or pitching right on par. And everything about the FIP with 316 tells me that he's right on par with what he's doing, if not just underperforming just a hair. Now, Logan Webb, I feel, has the possibility to now, you know, he's bringing that gauge of, of K's to his inning pitch. It's getting closer and closer. Last year, he had 192 innings pitched at 163. He was about 30 off. This year, 216 to 194, about 22 off. So you look at this and you go, okay, he's, he's, he's you know, shortening the gap. And I think next year is the year where we see a K per nine. He does that with that many innings, which I think we've even hit another threshold of innings limits, inning possibility where he can be an innings eater, that Logan Webb is just going to take it to the next level. And if he can get even over a K per nine, it's going to be absolutely bonkers. But now, now we're talking ceiling. But I think what a legitimate possibility for, for Logan Webb is the K per nine 100% with, the, with, with over 200 innings, innings pitched. And I think the ERA is spot on. I think 325, 3 to 325 is a fair expectation for Logan Webb. That kind of that kind of production from your pitcher one is exactly what you want. And the best part is based off of where ADP is probably going to have him probably closer to like 13, 14, 15th pitcher off the board. Walking away with him as your one, you can kind of get a couple other positions first and fill out that roster in the bats and then come in and swoop in and walk out of the draft with Logan Webb. And then he's going to finish as a top 10 pitcher next year. So you're going to be very happy with Logan Webb walking away with him as your one. And also, too, I, I seriously think that, you know, down the stretch, if he lives up to his ceiling, he'll be well into the top 10, more like maybe pitcher seven by end of season if everything kind of falls into place. And like our next guy that I'll let Dom do since he put him down. Cause it's kind of this guy that we've always overlooked and kind of had that same trajectory. So it's a great segue for you too, Dom. Yeah. So uh, we're, I'll do a quick Logan Webb talk. Um, not um, Matt, Matt makes a lot of great points. I'm not as high on bat, you know, as Matt is. I have Logan Webb as my SP 14. I think he's a perfect, perfect SP two. You pair uh, a Logan Webb with a guy like a, a Strider or a Cole, uh, that's going to give you those big K numbers. And, you know, uh, with a guy like Strider, maybe the RA is a little bit higher. So Logan Webb help brings that back. Uh, but Matt, great take on Webb. And, you know, uh, yeah, I want to move on to another guy that Matt and I consistently, consistently rank too low every year. Uh, but I think I finally got it right this year. I'm talking about Kevin Gaussman. Uh, for some reason, he just never did it for me. I never really, I was like really, really late to the bandwagon. Like, uh, like this season late to the bandwagon almost. Uh, but, you know, Gaussman's been doing it since uh, 2020, since he went over to the Giants. Uh, once again, you know, uh, point for Logan Webb, that Giants Park is a you know great park to pitch in. Uh, Gaussman had two great year, years there. Then he goes over to Toronto, two more great years in Toronto. Uh, this year, huge year for Gaussman, 316 ERA. 185 innings, 237 strikeouts, and a 117 whip. Uh, you gotta love it. Whip's always a little bit higher than I like with Gaussman, you know, especially the last two years. But you know, I'll, I'll take him as my ace. The ace-like production. He finally figured out he has very, very good stuff. 
Um, Gaussman's coming off the board so far as the SP7. And real quick, for you know uh, Matt and everybody else's information, Matt, if you had to guess, where is Logan Webb coming off the board? Um, Probably about 16. So it looks like SP25 for Logan Webb right now. Pick wow. 68. Uh, we need to take advantage of that right now for his drafting right now. Uh, take advantage of that. Like I said, Logan Webb, I think, is the, literally a very, very high-end SP2. Matt likes him as a you know a, a lower-end SP1. Honestly, that's the range you need to take him in, and uh, you'll be happy with um, Logan Webb. And Kevin Gaussman uh, is you know a top-10 starting pitcher, so that's where you got to take him this year. Uh, Matt, um, real quick before we move on and we talk about uh, a lot more starting pitchers that Matt and I either love or hate, we do have a quick ad sponsor for you guys. Guys, and we're here talking about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if, you know, any of my family, my significant other, uh, you know, Matt's a man uh, with, uh, you know, a kid. If anyone in our lives, um, you know, was, um, you know, in a, impacted uh, during the supply chain issue, it would really be, you know, um, um, very bad. But thankfully, we have Jace Medical, so everyone will be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics used to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your order. And guys, real quick, before we jump back in here, I just need to talk to you about Locked On in general. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts, plus your Locked On national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, But, Matt, let's get right back into it. Uh, Who are we talking about next when it comes to starting pitchers? All right. I I do want to comment on Gosman real quick, and then I'm going to come back. Of course, of course. All right. So I love Kevin Gosman, and I love that, you know, he aged like a fine bottle of wine. And it always leads to my point of, you know, pitchers get better with age. Hence why I always feel better about these younger dudes as they get older and they get more mature, they get better. So why I, I, I correlate the two of Logan Webb and Kevin Gossman together. So ultimately Kevin Gossman, uh, I have him ranked pretty high as well. I think I'm going to have Gossman at probably the same spot as Dom at seven. So man, it's going to be really nice. To, yeah. It's going to be really nice to have him in drafts and uh, during the season next year. Gossman's going to be fantastic. 
Let's move on to somebody that Dom and I definitely differ on, um, but not by much. Uh, George Kirby. Uh, George Kirby right now, I love him. I am just super excited to get him on my team right now. I have him eight overall at pitching. And quite honestly, there's no reason he shouldn't be. Yes, there's a couple of knocks of like, hey, he's not a K per nine guy, bah, bah, bah. But at the same time, he can age like a fine bottle of wine. He's young, very young, I might add. He is, what, 25 years old. And he could always develop this with going into year three of his career. You know, first year with well over, you know, well far and (laughs) far none in between of innings pitched in a total season. Where, you know, last season he pitched 130 and throughout his career, that was his career high the year before. So, you know, what I'm getting at is I feel like the reason that he didn't come up a K per nine is probably due to a little fatigue as well. And obviously, you know, some other factors of him not really just being that profile. But at the same time, you also know that this dude's got con- got control out the wazoo and can put the ball exactly where he wants and paint the corners like an animal. And with that comes with, you know, a lot of a lot of being able to trick, you know, batters and be able to really, you know, get the ball in the right spots to make them miss. And with age and more success and and strength building, I feel Kirby can now elevate. He only came off the K per nines, I might add, but missed it by 18 Ks. So he needs 18 Ks to go up at K per nine. And then he is at that. Yeah. 190 innings pitch and 172 Ks. That's 18 Ks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if he had 18 more Ks, it would make you feel more comfortable to have him higher. Now he'd be a K per nine guy. I feel like this year, with now him being adjusted to the amount of innings pitched, another full year of experience in the bigs, that this step forward is really going to be tasty. And he might even exceed expectations if possible. Now we're talking ceiling um, and not the reason why I have him at this at this point i just feel caper nine is well within the realm of possibilities and you know he could be even an innings eater at a caper nine and be at worst pay worst worst i'm sorry worst worst case scenario sandy alcantara light where he's a caper nine and just a lot of innings and it's just really nice to have him on your team and i mean you're putting those two in the same same stratosphere obviously not from last year the year before and Sandy Alcantara was going as a top five pitcher. So, you know, you look at that. If if he goes K per nine and goes 210 innings pitch, that's a really nice season. And I think he it's definitely in the realm of possibilities for George Kirby. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're not too far off. I could even see myself moving Kirby up a little bit. Right now I have Kirby at 13 when it comes to starting pitchers right above Logan Webb. I think uh, Kirby does what Logan Webb does. Just he's better at it. That's why I got him one spot higher. Uh, everything's legit with Kirby. The stuff is legit. He's got a good fastball. He's got good breaking stuff. Uh, the control, as Matt mentioned, is pinpoint. So I think there's even potential to grow on that whip. Uh, you could take Kirby as your SP1. You could definitely take Kirby as your SP1 and be happy about it. Uh, right now, there is still a little bit of value to be had on Kirby. He's coming off the board, uh, 12th starting pitcher. Well, actually, not 12th starting pitcher. There's two closers going ahead of him, and um, NFBC does not let you separate by starting pitchers and closers. So, actually, it would be the 
eighth starting pitcher off the board for George Kirby. Yeah, because they're no uh ninth, ninth starting pitcher off the board for George Kirby, pick 43. Um, I mean, you could take him there. You could take him there and be very happy with it. Matt, I think your analysis was just very spot on. I don't have much to add besides I, I love George Kirby too. He's going to be uh an ace for years to come. Uh, let's talk about one of my boys, uh, you know, uh, an interesting name. Let's talk about Freddie Peralta. Uh, you, If you weren't paying attention, you might look at Freddie Peralta's numbers and be like, well, we're talking about the best starting pitchers in the league, Dom, aren't we? And, yeah, I know you see the 386 ERA from last year, and you're just like, whoa, you know, well, that's pretty high. Uh, but 165 innings, oh, 210 strikeouts, and uh, 100, oh, 111 whip for Freddie Peralta. Now, I want to talk about how Freddie Peralta finished the year. Um, you know, he started off pretty good. He had, you know, a, a rough patch somewhere in the middle, I want to say closer to the end, uh, but he had a stretch there. I want to say maybe his last 10 starts, I'm pulling it up now as we speak, where he just looked absolutely uh, dominant. So it looks like it was his last uh, 10 starts for Freddie, 11 starts for Freddie Peralta. He had eight wins, three losses, 62 innings pitched, 92 strikeouts, only 11 walks, a 244 ERA with a 251 FIP and a 185 batting average against uh, with a, almost a, a 0.8 whip. Freddie Peralta has it in him to be an ace. For fantasy baseball, I promise you, you know, a kid who's going to be 28 years old next year, it might be the year where we draft Freddie Peralta. Um, he's coming off the board right now as the looks like 17th, 18th starting pitcher, pick 60. I have Freddie Peralta as my 12th starting pitcher. I honestly think the break, this is the breakout year for Freddie Peralta. He just has to give you, you know, 30 starts again. Um, you know, he was coming off a year where he only pitched 78 innings, went all the way up to 165 this past year for Freddie Peralta. I think this year, 200 innings, 230 strikeouts, 240 strikeouts is not out of the question uh, with a very strong whip. And I think you're talking about a guy that could have uh, a low threes, high twos ERA. And once again, Freddie Peralta, uh, I think I think he's gonna be a bargain this year. I agree with you. The fact that he's gonna be a bargain, I just don't agree with the ranking. Uh, just based off of not his ERA or anything of the sort, it's just the fact that my guy really just hasn't been a one a picture of health and two. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the big problem, Freddie. And and two hasn't really just been like the guy. Like one season in twenty one, where like you're like, okay, he finally you know broke through. So like for a guy that's a little bit up and down and inconsistent. For me to walk away with him as my number one starting pitcher, you know, as my ace, as the 12th pitcher overall, like that is where like, it's kind of like really risky. Like you're talking like at that point, if I'm going to pick between two guys, I'm going to pick Clayton Kershaw over Peralta just based off of upside at that point. But you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, when Clayton Kershaw is healthy, he's definitely 50 times better than Peralta. Oh yeah. If Kershaw is healthy, I'd probably have him up there, but I mean, right. But you get when what you I'm get saying? to that point, I mean, it, it's you, tough. I'm not going to argue. Like, if you're taking Kirby over, I'm not going to argue with you, you know? Right. But you get what I'm saying? Like, but that's the thing. Like, Peralta's just really, 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 like, high risk, high reward. So, like, you got to feel really confident in the guy to walk away with him that high in the draft. You know, no knock on him whatsoever. Just, I want to see it for me to for me to do it that high. Um, But, again, what was his ADP? Uh. Right now, Freddie Peralta's coming off the board. I think it's the 18th starting pitcher, pick 60. Okay, I feel fantastic walking away with him as my number two. 
And also, too, guys, just because we have guys ranked that high, also, aren't, we're not saying to draft them that high. You know, you use our rankings as a tool to then gauge when you're, you know, the end of a tier comes based off of ADP, and then you kind of grab that guy. And we'll talk about that as we get into closer to draft season. And before, you know, I continue and give you my guy, we have a sponsor for you. Anyway, my bad. Um, we're back. And now, real, real quick, can I say one last thing about Freddie Peralta before we sure. move on? Sure. So I just want to say this. The last three seasons, Freddie Peralta, we got 74 starts, right? 26 wins, 19 losses, a 3-4-1 ERA, 388 innings, 491 strikeouts, uh, 104 whip, and a 342 fit. So for the last three years, Freddie, Freddie's been pretty good. Freddie's been pretty good. I mean, no, I, I completely agree. But again, the 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 health is a factor, and we all know what the strikeout numbers can be. So it's just a matter of high risk and high reward. So yeah, where you, where you're going to gauge that risk out at 18 was my pitcher too, bro. I'm all about that. But if if I'm okay, if he's the end of my tier, and I'm trying to snag somebody else, and I'm choosing between George Kirby or Peralta. I'm rather rather spend up on Kirby with the safety of what Kirby's been trending in the right direction versus Peralta's all over the place kind of performances. And that's just really where I'm at. Again, I hear you. I hear it's, you. it's earlier in the drafts. You see what I mean? Like that's where I'm at. It's it's early. And I tend to take a little bit more of a conservative approach because this is your staple, your foundation of your team so yeah, you're not wrong at all you're not wrong so, at all and th- you know that's why you you have both of us you enjoy our little banter back and forth but let's move on i think we've spent enough time uh <laughs> let, you know my bad guys let's talk about jesus lazardo um a guy that i'm intrigued to draft this year i'm very excited i feel like last year we turned to corner we saw something and i feel like he's gonna build off of it we've been waiting for him to just do this for a couple years now and last year you know, even though he was a little bit, you know, limited from injury and such, and also finally getting the the real chance, uh, you know, I feel that now he's really just coming into his own. And with the full season of Miami, which is like, honestly, like another one of those teams that just like pump out pitchers left and right. This kid's just going to take it to a whole nother level this year. You know, he had a 3.58 ERA on the season. He had 178 innings pitched. He had 208 strikeouts with a whip of 1.215. He won about, what, um, 10 games this year? And I feel like he's going to build on this. I feel like he's going to hit the upside. He's going to go north of 200, 200 innings this year, without a doubt, because Miami will let their, their pitchers, you know, go out there and eat up innings. And two, I feel like he's going to take advantage and then get his ERA down to the you know, low threes be like a three, two, five, possibly lower. And it does on the high, high upside aspect, the ceiling play a sub three RA because he's going to do at least a few times in his career where they're going to see a season like this for him. And he's absolutely fantastic. His stuff is absolutely electric. He throws gas. And, you know, at one point he was like the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. It's just taking a little bit of time to get there just based off of dealing with the Oakland and, you know, finally getting his bearings in Miami to now, boom, taking advantage of the opportunity. Also, getting a little glasses uh, um, action, too, that really helped it. Uh, you know, so Jesus, Jesus Lizardo 
is going to be fantastic and is going to be slept on in a lot of leagues. And by slept on, value aspect. He's going to be a value. I think what, if I had a guess, his ADP is probably about 25. Uh, even lower. Uh, right now it's the 37th pitcher. I would say there's probably about eight, um, you know, closures mixed in there. So you're talking about like the 30th starting pitcher off the board at oh pick my God. That's that's just... monster, monster value for Jesus Lazardo. Um, Salivating. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I have Jesus Lazardo as my 17th starting pitcher right now. Uh, he's just, he's, he's very, very good. You know, finally stayed healthy, gave you 32 starts. Uh, I think we see more of the same, you know, coming into 2024. Hazel's are still only going to be 26, uh, you know, monster years ahead for Lazardo. I absolutely love him. Um, take him with confidence. Uh, you might, you, it looks like you can get him as closer to your SP three right now than your SP two, which I'm loving that I'm loving. If you could have Lazardo as your SP three, but I'm not mad at him as an SP two either. Uh, let's keep things moving here. Let's talk about somebody I love to talk about. And if you watched Matt and I at all during the season, you probably heard me talk about this guy. Uh, one of the best names in all of baseball. It's Tarek Skubal, the pterodactyl. Uh, Matt, Matt, there you go. There you go. Matt gave him the nickname. I love it. I'm all aboard. Uh, Skubal's just so good. Uh, he, he was everything I thought he was going to be and more. Uh, Skubal wound up making 15 starts this year, seven wins, three losses, 280 ERA, 80 innings pitched, 102 strikeouts, and a 089 whip with a clean two fip. There, there's not really much else to say about Skubal besides. Uh, he was breaking out, um, what was it, in 2022 before he got hurt. Uh, and he just picked up where he left off, if not even better. Uh, the guy excels literally at everything a pitcher needs to do to be good. Uh, has a strong fastball, has good breaking stuff, you know, has a, a four-pitch mix. Uh, doesn't always throw that curveball too much, but it still gets thrown almost 10% of the time, so I'm counting it uh, to keep hitters off balance. This is a guy that legit 80 innings last year, you're talking about if he could throw 160, 170 innings, I could see Scooble, uh If everything goes right, a top 10 starting pitcher season outcome is not crazy for Scooble. I have Scooble right now as my SP18. He's coming off the board. Uh, I got to scroll back up. Uh, as pitcher 18, pick 55. I'm liking it. I honestly think, and it's a great part to pitch in in Detroit for, you know, pitchers. And Scooble gets half his starts there, most likely. I love it. I love Scooble. Take him with confidence. I love Scooble as a talent and uh, for fantasy for, like, you know, a lot of reasons, but I, I don't know if I'm going to have him ranked at 18. So, which means I probably based off of ADP, I probably won't have him. I haven't finished my pitcher rankings yet. So I'm a little unprepared, but wait, one thing I am looking at is with school. It's just, it's Detroit, right? So like there isn't a lot of wins upsides. Now there's a lot of K opportunity, ERA and whip, but the wins is also something that you got to factor into it as well. Of course. So with that being said, it kind of just takes him down a tier for me just based off of that one category because it is valuable. So and I'm not going to be like dropping him too much. I just haven't finished it yet, but I, he's going to finish probably anywhere from like 21 to 25 range just based off of that. So like five to seven places lower than ADP for me and Dom. So it's just it's one of those things where like I have to weigh based off of two who's going to be able to put me in a, uh, a position for success and 
him as my pitcher too pretty much is a little bit rich for me. So like that's where like I kind of would rather him be a three, if not, you know, a little lower. So it is what it is for for Scoobs and the pterodactyl for me. But we'll see. Next year could be a whole nother year. But anyway, let's talk about Pablo Lopez. Um, a dude that I am super excited has finally put two seasons together of health and has really, you know, changed my mindset on him and kind of makes me think that next year there is going to be even another level of this. Now, for and I'm going to give you the two reasons why. One, my, this year was a new year, new team coming over from uh, what do you call it? Miami now on, you know, Minnesota. You know, usually what happens is a little bit of a down year in certain categories. And then the next year, year two, they kind of blow up. Well, I think we're going to see something along the lines of, you know, that next level of seeing like what happened with Rodone, where we always knew he was good, but then went to another team and then really excelled and was like the super elite pitcher, where I think we're going to now see from Pablo Lopez. Now, the jury in my rankings isn't out yet on where he's going to finally be placed, but I like Lopez a lot just based off of just what he was able to do in the year one of Minnesota's team, uh, Minnesota season, uh, you know, 194 innings pitched, 234 strikeouts. Love that a three, six, six ERA with a one, one, five whip, like fantastic. And then a fifth of three thirty three, which tells you that he was performing better than what his ERA just um, was actually displaying. So I don't know if he's really ever going to be a low threes ERA guy where I think he's more of like a mid, mid three ERA, but if he can get down to three, you know, keep it down at that three, five, even a three, four, I'd be really happy with that. And I think he's definitely worth a little bit higher of a pick, like a, maybe a pitcher 14 or 15, maybe even a little bit higher because of the King numbers and the way Minnesota looks, they might win some games next year and really, you know, bolster his his um his win categories and just take him to a whole nother fantasy feats. So Pablo Lopez's upside is absolutely spectacular, and I'm trying to get him in every draft. Yeah, man, I like Pablo Lopez. I have Pablo Lopez ranked as my number 16 starting pitcher going into next year. Uh, another good SP two, but see, this is where you kind of switch the strategy, right? Uh, Pablo Lopez is a, a guy that the ERA you're expecting to be like a three, five or higher, uh, monster K numbers that he can put up as we saw this past season and the whip, you know, one, one, five, one, one, six, one, one, two, one, one, eight, the last few years. So the whip is going to be plus as well. I love to pair a guy with like Pablo Lopez, like with a guy like George Kirby, if you waited for your first starting pitcher and you got George Kirby, uh, and then you want to sneak back in and grab you a Pablo Lopez. I like that. I think that's a good pairing. Uh, that's what you do with a guy like this. I love Pablo Lopez. He's only getting better, and he's still super young. He's only 28 years old. But with that being said, guys, we are done for the day. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. But, guys, until next time, see you. Peace.